On today's show, how close is Christoph Porzingis to becoming an all-star, and what does he have to do to get in the conversation? Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Christoph Porzingis. Who's getting into the all-star game with those we'll, an- we'll answer your questions about KP on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs Podcast. don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network just one title there uh, <laughs> thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can find us right now. 800 subs away from 10,000. We're getting we're getting real close, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out PrizePicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to the App Store and download today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer. At Mavs.com, the Latvian laser, the one we're thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, it's good to, good to be back talking some Mavs today on another off day. I guess another off day, yeah. Another off day before. For us. For them, before. it's game day. <laughs> guess what day it is. <laughs> um, read on ESPN today, Bobby Marks uh, dropped his um, you know trade deadline primer that he always uh, puts out every year. So love looking through that, you know, and just seeing you know what somebody like Bobby Marks thinks and things to watch for each team. And then I got to Dallas and he threw out there. He's like trade. You'd like to see. He tried to do that with every team. Not every team had one. Some of the trades I thought were really, really interesting just to see the value of some of these guys, but he puts in there Dorian Finney Smith to Brooklyn for an unprotected first in like 2028. And I've never wanted to fight Bobby Marks more in a moment than reading that and i get all the logic behind it and everything but it's i just i didn't understand the fact that because dallas it's not like dallas in the cellar like if dallas is in the bottom of the league it's like okay and dorian's just having like a great piece, season yeah yeah i would understand the logic behind it. i still wouldn't want to do it but like no i wouldn't no why would dallas do that right now and so no don't tweet at me that i'm not selling dorian i love freaking dorian <laughs> finney smith get off yeah, absolutely. So yeah, trade deadline is is coming real quick here in about a month. We just talked about Miles Turner yesterday, so if you missed that episode, go listen to us talking about the fit with KP, all that kind of stuff with Miles Turner. But today we wanted to focus on Christoph Porzingis because anytime Isaac and I talk about Christoph Porzingis, it seems like there's a vast cavern between opinions about KP from Mavs fans. At least the ones that I've seen, the vocal, you know, fans that I've seen on YouTube comments, Reddit, Facebook. You know, uh, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. You can't talk about anybody though, and people's going. I mean, we say like one thing of like, man, Luca looked it like feels he was like- a little slow in the third quarter. You Luca haters, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so I mean, what? We we are Luca haters, but we also suck up to Luca way too much. So Locked either, on Luca, baby. But with KP, it feels like it's even more you know polarizing. Where it's either the Mavs have to sell high or sell high as soon as they can and get off of his deal because he's just he's trash and blah 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 all that. Or it's everybody's undervaluing what KP is bringing. He is the, the, the key to all this and bubble. It's it's either one of those two sides, it feels like. And it feels like you either lean one way or the other on Christoph Porzingis. And so let's just do an overview of his season so far. Because 
we talk about him and game to game, we talk about his impact, but let's talk about the season so far. He's played 26 games. He's averaging 20 points, eight boards, just about two and a half assists, uh, 1.7 blocks a game, which is back up from last year. His shooting percentages are, are not great. He's shooting uh, just about the same from two-point range as he was last year, but his three-point percentage is a, a career low. It's 28% with five and a half attempts per game. So his three-point shot is way down. He's just mm-hmm. as efficient from two-point range as he has been. Um, he's actually more efficient at the rim, too, so that means some of the mid-range stuff is even down from from last couple seasons. Um, but the interesting thing that is is way up for him this year, the assists. So 2.3 assists is his career high for him, the highest it's been. It's about um, – it's like a half of assists higher than it was last year. And then his free throw rate. He's taking two more free throws per game than he was last season. And that's where his that's where his boost in scoring is coming from. He's not hitting his threes as well as he was last year, but he's getting to the free throw line more. His free throw rate is at an all time high for him for his career, which is is great. And so, and we've also talked about on the defensive end, he's blocking more shots per game, and he's definitely been way better defensively, moving on the court and and being in the right position and all that kind of stuff. So he's had a really good season. He's had you know solid statistical season. Um, down in some areas, but up in some other areas. But he's really contributing for this Mavericks team. And, uh, yeah, that's that's where he is right now. Yeah, it's the uh, two areas that I wrote down that I, I feel like he's improved on or playing uh, much better this season, and it's defense and passing. It's It does feel like he's moving better defensively. He is protecting the rim a little bit better this year. Um, even on some of the switches and stuff, I feel like he's taking better better angles to things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hedging a little bit better, protecting the paint, knowing when to, you know, kind of come up, sag off a little bit, uh, closing out. I feel like he's closing out a little bit faster and better this year. I think just all around defensively, it feels like he's having a better year, but also yep. it's a passing. When I, I think about ways he's improved this season, it's the passing out of the block. It's the passing as yeah. the role, man. It's catching the ball at the elbow, making a decision. Like I feel like a year ago, it's if KP was catching on the block, then we're like, all right, this is equivalent to, you know, Tim having it on the perimeter, like the heads down, this, this ball is going up. Like he is, he is locked yeah, into right. shooting this ball. And now I don't feel well, like that's the case. We had that quote when he was, you know, had a minutes restriction last year when he was saying, well, you know, I had to get my, sh- I had to get my <laughs> shots, get my in shots in during in, yeah. that game. We we're like, Oh, that gave us a little bit of insight into KP's mindset during some of these games where if he had a minutes restriction, he was like, I got to hit my number of shots. And so he was just chuck in that game Uh, yeah it seems like it seems like we're far from that from that instance of kp right like that mentality from kp it does yes and you know the ball's moving we've talked about that as a team and everything but just looking at his averages you know he's right at 20 points a game that's what he's averaged you know his first two seasons dallas this is his third season in dallas uh right at that 20 you know 20 points per game mark but i know i tweeted this a while if he's if he shoots his career average from three, he's at twenty three points a game this year, and it'd be a career high for him, right? But yeah. he's he's not, and so he's basically missing one more three a game from his from his just career average from three point shooting, and so that that's been the big difference so far, scoring and all that. Yeah, so right now he's a twenty point per game score. For reference, there are thirty three players in the league that are averaging at least twenty points per game. Let's just say, and KP is number 31 on that list, okay? Just just looking at points per game. Now, if he shot his career average from three, like you said, and let's just say he bumped up to that 23 mark, hovered around 23, 24, he's right around a top 20 score in the league. At that point, he's look, you're looking at him in the conversation with 
James Harden, Ingram, Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker. Booker. Like that range through there of the 23 to 24 points a game. And that's that's that range. That's that second star on a team of, hey, you need that guy to be. If you could have that second guy on your team as a top 20, especially when you look at the rest of the roster, you know, you look at a team like Utah. That it, I think we can agree they they have more depth on their team, so it it allows them to have you know scoring spaced out. Their second leading scorer doesn't have to have you know twenty three points a game or something like that. But for Dallas, they really need that second spot with how the roster is and everything. So with KP, I, I tweeted this out a while back. Some people didn't like the context of it, and you know whatever. I don't want to go into to the Twitter world of this, but I did it again, and I just want to I just want to throw this out there. You just look at. The 20 points per game, you look at it, eight rebounds a game and at least one block a game. How many players in the league are just just to see those numbers, those basic, basic numbers, and you take whatever you want to from it. There's only five five players in the league that are averaging at least those three numbers. Giannis, Embiid, Towns, Anthony Davis, and Porzingis. Give me the and numbers again. 20 points per game, at least 20 a game, at least eight rebounds a game, and at least one block a game. So 28 and one. And just putting those qualifiers in there, there are five five guys in the league that are at that. And I, I just I, I put that out there just for the uniqueness of that. Of hey, this is at least there's only five dudes that's doing that. Now, obviously, Anthony Davis, Towns, NB, like you're you're talking about top what 15, top 20 players in the league. I look at that and say, this is this is how unique KP is. This is how unique KP is what he brings to the team that he can get buckets, he can also block shots, and he's pulling down boards right now at 8 per game. So, I think that's the uniqueness of it. I don't obviously I know hey, Embiid and, you know, Porzingis in two different ball games, but he's having a good season. And not a, you know, top all NBA season, but it's not a bad season either. He's having a pretty dang good season. And I would say besides the three-point shooting, best season he's had in Dallas, right? Besides just that one number. And even with the three-point shooting, he's still a threat, and he's still spacing the floor, so he still brings that. Coming up, we got a a five-star Apple Podcast mailbag question that I think think touches on this a little bit. What's the tipping point for the Mavs to become a title contender? Is it another all-star? And I think it all hinges around Chris Alc Porzingis, and the reason why like. Isaac and I seem to be hard on KP when we talk about him and when we bring him up. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market. It offers more NBA daily props than any other uh, prop operator in the business. They offer the superstar players as well as the bench players just getting a couple minutes a game. With the NFL playoffs coming up, you're going to want to go and do this. There's some incredible things that you can Go ahead and check out. Let's just go ahead and, oh, what is this? What is this? Joe Burrow, 279 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go. I'm going to take the over on that. I'm, I'm thinking they're, go, they're going over on that for Joey B. And then they're playing the Las Vegas Raiders. So let me go 255 and a half passing yards for Derek Carr. I'm going to take the under on that. I could, I could put $20 in and I could win $45 if I get that right. Or I could bump it up to 100 bucks and win $225 with that play right there on prize picks. You can also do it with the NBA. They have a bunch of other things that you can put down. They got some players for tonight. You can check it all out. You can also cross you can also cross the streams. You can do NBA as well as NFL. So go check out prize picks. Uh use the um 
Use the promo code NBA. Go to your app store. Download the app. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. PrizePicks.com. Promo code NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. We stopped on this question. This is from uh, this is actually from Isaac Morris on Apple Podcasts. Submit, me, a, submit a five star Apple Podcast review. How question. do you spell Isaac? The correct way. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, submit an, a five star Apple Podcast review question. We will answer it on the show. His question was: said I listen every day, even after a, a bad loss. Appreciate what you guys do and the joy you oh. do it with. Here's my question. What is the tipping point for this team to become a contender? Is it another all-star level player? That is an incredible question because I think it it takes us to where we are right now with KP. Can, is he that other all-star level player? And we're going to talk about his standing in the all-star uh, you know, conversation in a, in a second here. But Kristaps Porzingis has to be that type of player for the Mavericks to become a contender. The Mavericks are not right now. They're not. They're not a contender right now. They're not in that next level with, you know, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, uh, the Suns, and the Warriors right now. But for them to get to that level, you have to, has to be consistent. Porzingis and Porzingis that plays right. That Porzingis yeah. that stays on the court. And so that's why it seems at times we've been hard on him or we hold him to a different standard because we do. Guys making thirty million dollars a year. He wants to be that second star. He wants to step up in that. He holds himself to an even higher standard than we do, I think. T- listen to him yeah. talk after games, but I think that's what it boils down to is for them to become a real contender, he has to be an all-star level player. He has to be shooting well from 3. He has to be hitting his mid-range shots. He has to be, you know, d- playing <laughs> basically, right? Yeah. Like he has to be doing all those things that we've been talking about all year. It's the consistency and it's the health. And he has to be consistently the second guy on the team. It can't be, in my opinion, we can't be having the conversation of that we've had the past two seasons of, well, who's the second best player on the team? Tim Hardaway? You know, I feel like we had, Brunson? Yeah. we had like a half conversation about that last year. And then, you know, this year, Jalen Brunson. Poor, well, is Porzingis that guy? It's like, it has to be a definitive Christoph Porzingis is the second best player on this team. End of conversation, period. And it just hasn't been that. There has to be, he has to take it up even a little bit higher than what he's at now. Because even looking at a health angle, and this comes with the consistency of it, you look at the health angle. Before COVID, he had played 26 out of 35 games. If you just do the on pace for that. Before he was specifically in the health and safety protocols. this Exactly. Yeah, he had played 26 out of the 35 games for the Mavs. On pace for the rest of the season, you're looking at around 60 games played out of 82 for Porzingis. So you, that's around 20, you know, 22, 23 games missed of the season. You go back to last year, he missed around 30 games last season. So I think the Mavericks, are at, they have to ask themselves is, can we be a title contender team? Can we win a title with Kristaps Porzingis averaging you know missing an average of 20 games a year and in our second player being a big man because you start breaking down the the rosters of these you know the good teams over the past few years the Suns with Booker and Chris Paul and even the Bucks with Middleton and Holiday and Giannis and all this stuff you look at the teams who have all of their stars on the perimeter versus the teams who have a top one or two guy on their team who are who is basically a big man a seven you know seven footer so it just that's the question they have to ask themselves. And if they think they can do it, then hats off. Then, But Porzingis has to be an all-star guy. He has to be the definitive number two on the team. 
And I think the answers to that, whether he is right now, would probably vary among fans and media and whoever. I'll even take that title contender teams a step further. I think that the only play, the only teams with really good, like the only teams with, with all-star like level big men, the big man is the best player, right? Like none of them are the second best player is a big man. Now, maybe that's just coincidence because of the way the league is and the talent in the league right now, but it's also maybe coincidence for a reason, right? That the second best player on on none of the title teams are big men are, you know, centers. How is because the the best teams in the league? It's like Jokic, he's the best player. Uh, Embiid, he's the best player. Towns, you know, he's the best player. They're not, you know, they're not at that level. But there's just not many teams out there that have the second best player is you know a big man like that. And even the conversation around KP, how would it be different if he was in a DeAndre Ayton role making twenty million a year, at, at least twenty? Like it's the fact that he is paid to be the second all, yeah, you know, right. second star on this Mavericks team. And he makes over 30 a year that brings up these type of conversations <laughs> that you have to be so picky because the expectations are so high when you make that type of money. It's a much bigger, expanded, high leverage version of the Dwight Powell conversation we've had for the last like five years. Right. When yeah. Dwight, as soon as Dwight Powell gets overpaid, it's a completely different conversation than if he's making like five million or the minimum you know, or something like that um, yeah. for him. So that's the sort of conversation. But let's let's get into the all star talks here. How close is KP right now? Because we just we just talked about for all the for all the level that we hold him to, if the Mavs are going to be a title contender, he is having a really really good season. So let's talk about it. Let's go through the Western Conference. So there are twelve spots in on the All Star team. There will probably be more because of of COVID and guys not wanting to play, and there's probably a bunch of reasons. But Brunson might be an All Star before it's all by the time, yeah by the time it's all said and done. There are five starters, and they get. Uh, 50% of that comes from the fan vote and plus 25% to the players, 25% to the media. Those, those entities all vote. And then that gets amalgamized or added up seven players coming off the bench. That's two guards, three, uh, front court players, and then two wild cards coming off the bench as well. So there's that helps KP in this conversation that there has a set number of, uh, you know, positions on the bench. Let's just start going through quickly. Uh, I think most people are kind of in agreement that it's going to be Curry and probably Chris Paul in the backcourt for the West starting. Luca may sneak in there, but I think that, that I saw John Hollinger wow. had Chris Paul, and I think that others had Chris Paul, um, but he may be that guy. Hmm. The, either, the other backcourt spots either going to be Chris Paul, Luca, or John Morant, right? I don't I know if there's yeah. I don't know if there's yeah, another one. Like I still maybe, think I still think Luca gets it, but maybe uh, throw Mitchell. In, I don't know, but I think it's it's yeah. one of those three guys. Uh, then it's Jokic, LeBron, and Rudy Gobert probably for the three front court spots starting. Can you talk yourself I, into Draymond? Is that the other? I e- think I think Draymond gets that other spot over Rudy Gobert. But it's okay, so then Rudy yeah. Gobert starts, or or Draymond Green starts. Then Gobert's still making the team. So then yeah. off the bench, if you start, you know, Chris Ball, you have Luca and John Morant as the two guards off the bench, guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. Draymond, and then as as one of the forwards, then you have Paul George probably as the other forward. He's up there in fan voting, and I don't have him as a lock yet, but he's not necessarily a lock yet, but he's definitely a step above the rest of the players we're going to talk about. And then the two wild card spots are going to go to the two guards, Booker and Mitchell, right? I mean, yes. there's just too many good guards right now, so that leaves one. If Paul, it leaves one open spot for a forward, a front court player, and then Paul George, who has an iffy spot right now. The thing with Paul George is this. He's played 26 games. He doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon because he had the surgery and all of that. So if he doesn't play any more games before the All-Star game, are they going to 
is he going to make it with 26 games played? And even if he gets selected, then does he play in the game or does his spot then yeah. become another injury spot? So either way, uh, there's probably there's probably going to be two spots open for front court players. Uh, Correct. Does the, does the injured player have to be the same position? I don't think so. But uh, so that but that who's who's left over? Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Porzingis, Aiton, Wiggins. Those are probably the front court players that are left in the West, right? Yeah. Do you have any other names? Mikael no, Bridges kind of getting brought up here and there. No, I don't have Mikael. I I didn't have DeAndre Ayton. I basically just had four names of that with AD Towns, Porzingis, and I know people might have scoffed when you said that, but Andrew Wiggins, man, like having a good year. Dude shooting look at 40, his numbers. Forty-one percent from three, eighteen, almost nineteen points a game for arguably the best team in the league. He has he has a case. I don't think he makes it. That that broadcast the other night was you know was saying um, the Clay Day uh, you know coming back. They were like Wiggins, he's an all star this year. I'm like, whoa, we all just like declaring that. Oh, but no, down. I I think the debate comes down to Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kristaps Porzingis as far as who you know if you're taking two of those guys, you're taking one of those you know those guys. That's I think that's just where the conversation ends. So it comes down to that. So coming up, let's get into the difference between those three guys and who could fill these other spots. We'll talk about how close KP could be to being an all-star. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And right now, you can get the Built Bites, which is a smaller version of the Built Bar, 50% off. They're still trying to sell these all off. So go check it out. You can get 50% off. Plus, I'm pretty sure you can still add our Locked15 promo code to that and get even more off of those bars. So go check them out. Our favorite flavor, the Coconut Brownie Chunk, 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar in a bar that's delicious, covered in 100% chocolate. Can't go wrong with a Built Bar. I eat one as a snack all the time. Isaac, you take them on the go. They're always great for you to, uh, if you're you know running around all the time, Go check it out, built.com. Again, promo code LOCKED15. Also, check out betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports. We've been talking about the uh, the uh, NFL football games over the weekend that are coming up. Saturday, Bengals still five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Raiders. Bills, four-point favorite against the Patriots. That Patriots-Bills game, there's there's like a lot of that's fun history there where the Patriots just beat up on the Bills for so many years. So I wonder if the Bills will just run up the score on them if they if it does get to that point. Or if the Patriots just are in their heads so far that the, you know, the Bills can't uh, run up the score and won't even cover that four-point spread. But however you feel about it, go bet on it on betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this conversation about KP and the All-Star game. We talked about all the spots that are full. The starters are probably going to be Curry, Luka, Jokic, LeBron, Gobert. Coming off the bench is Chris Paul, John Morant, Draymond, maybe Paul George. And then there's another, you know, uh, front court spots. There's two front court spots left, the iffy Paul George one and then an actually empty one that we haven't talked about yet. And we think that it's between Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, there's the Aiton Wiggins pairing, and then Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Do you throw Brandon Ingram in there? Is that another one we could? No, no. He just had a game winner in this game. That that team. Sorry, is, no. They've been they've been on a tear recently. I mean, it's not like they're in the. the are they up to eight wins? <laughs> they are. They've they've. They're, that team is not as bad as that. They're 15 and 26, so not great. Shout out to the Pelicans. Uh, they're 11 <laughs> games away from being 500. Uh, they're on a streak, though. Anyway, They've won one let, game in a row. That's let's a big focus streak. on those three bigs, though. AD, Towns, and Porzingis. 
AD and KP have played the exact same games. AD's yeah. stats are slightly better all the way across the board. Points, rebounds, yes. assists, steals, blocks, all that kind of stuff. Two two more rebounds a game, um, about three more points a game. The Mavericks are actually 13 and 13 when KP plays this year. Some of, A lot of that is like without Luka. That Luka and KP haven't played together since uh, December 10th, if you guys are counting at home. They've only played 15 games together so far this year, this year too. So KP may have to be the second best player, like actually play as the second best player to be the second best player. But the Lakers are only 13 and 14 when AD plays this year. So they're not getting that much. He's not getting that much of a bump via record. Um, so there's a chance here if KP comes back, the Mavs go on a little bit of a run. Maybe the Mavs record can negate the stats that uh, AD has as an advantage right now. Yeah, okay. well, you look at team records for all three of those guys. You know, there's basically a, like a two game difference between all of them. Like even the Timberwolves, they're technically in the play in right now, yeah. but they're, they're just like they're a game 18 and, and 15 when Towns plays. So you know, three yeah. games over 500, not the big of a gap. Yeah, it's it's not that it's not that big of a gap. So I think the question that I'll throw back at you is what. And and we're just being honest of this, and this is why I mean we're being honest of like Porzingis' chance of making an All Star team. What what is the case for Porzingis over Anthony Davis over or Carl Anthony Towns? Because it's not it's not a stat line. Because like even Towns is averaging twenty twenty four and a half points a game. Towns is shooting forty two percent from three. He's averaging nine rebounds a game, and you know at almost a rebound and a half more than KP. They're just two game, you know, like two games back from the Mavericks as far as record wise. So KP doesn't have the stats. We already talked about Anthony Davis, and it's not like they're, you know, the Mavericks are the. It'd be different if the Mavericks were like the the Jazz right the now, Jazz were, or the or Memphis is right now. Yeah, and we're like one of those spots. If there's just a one or two game difference between the Lakers, Mavs, and and Wolves, what what is the what's the case for Porzingis over those two dudes? And I think it I think it just lacks a case in that. There's not a case right now, for sure, right? But what does he yeah. have to do to get to that point? The Mavericks would have to close that gap. They would have to close that gap and get to that spot where they're up there and considered with the Utah well, Actually, Jazz, make the gap the bigger. They, they need to separate themselves. Like what Memphis is well, doing it, right now. I'm saying the Mavs close the gap with the top teams, and then Porzingis can widen the gap between the other. <laughs> oh, We're yeah. talking about two different gaps. Well, like, Mind what, the gap, Isaac. That's the thing. Is like what Memphis is doing right now is separating themselves from the like five, six, seven. Right. They're like creating their own group there as the four. If Dallas can go on this run and Porzingis can go on, a, uh, can come back, have some 30 point games, put together a streak, and we're like, let's go. That's the unicorn right there. Get some national media going around it. Mavericks, you know, continue the streak and they kind of solidify themselves into that fifth spot there in the West. That's what he would need to say. Okay, Porzingis is, you know, deserves one of those spots with that Towns AD stuff. So, but I do want to be positive about this. It he is in the conversation. I think there could be somebody listening right now saying, "Why are you even debating that? He's not even in." I think he is in the conversation. I think he has had a good enough season to be to be wondering, "Hey, I think he it's not just a dumb team social media post." Hey, vote for this guy. You know, we're we're not doing, you know, hashtag NBA All-Star vote Boban right now. Like it's not that. It's, we should. I I think he does deserve some all-star love. I think he does deserve some votes. And realistically, if one or two of these dudes go out for COVID, I think he's one of these first names out, you know, coming up out of the to West that 
he should be considered for a replacement in that. It's not a, if he misses, I don't think he's missing by like 10 names. I think he's one of the first three or four names that, that misses. The Mavericks also have a couple of chances over this next stretch here. Uh, he's not going to be able to play in that game against New York tonight on Wednesday. Friday, though, if he comes back on Friday at Memphis, that's an ESPN game. That one's that one's a pretty big one to make us to make a against a the Grizzlies too against the Grizzlies fire. to make a statement. Then look at these next couple games: Orlando, Oklahoma City, Toronto is a tough defense, but he can play he can play there. Then it's a TNT game against the Suns, another game home for the Grizzlies. Then it's Golden State on TNT. That three game stretch right there. What if KP goes on a run of like 30, 30, 30 in those three games? Two of them on TNT. You got Barkley and Shaq. That's what we've been talking about this whole time. You're a big man. He go, should post up still. Go down in the block. No, that was, that was terrible, man. He needs to go down in the block. If he goes on a run during those games where, where it's high, it's sort of like a high viewage spot against some good teams, and he roughs up some of these Orlando, Oklahoma, uh, you know, Portland, Indiana, Orlando again, Oklahoma again, in this stretch before the all-star voting finally concludes, uh, he may have a case here, right? Like, there's a chance yeah. that he can he can move ahead of some of these guys. Yeah, I mean, if he that, comes back and if he looks good, right? Like, that's what we're banking on with this. But if but it that's stays as, yeah, if it stays as is, I think he's on the outside looking in. And For sure, it's just Towns and Anthony Davis. They have a better case than Porzingis at the current moment. So, being just flat out honest, I don't I don't think he has a case uh, over those two guys. Yeah, but hey. There's a chance, like Draymond's injury. Like, what if Draymond's injury lingers until, you know, the All Star, and then or he reaggravates or something, and then all of a sudden he's out. And that's another spot that opens up. So he could be one yeah. of these guys. It's an injury replacement. One of Draymond uh, or Wiggins that. is making the All Star team. So you think he, I, Wiggins would be the replacement for Draymond? Well, I I just I don't think the Warriors are going to have this type of season, and they're just going to be like, oh, just Steph. I think one of Draymond or Wiggins will make the team. Well, Draymond's going to make it, but I'm saying, could he be an injury replacement? Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Mm, possibly, possibly, yeah. right? Like you could, we could see all three of those spots open. I mean, what happens if LeBron or Gobert, or Jokic, something happens to them too? Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like what you said when you laid out the team. Positions matter so much with the makeup of these teams. Of it's not, you know. It helps, like if if Porzingis, if we're talking about Jalen Brunson right now, it's like no, nah, he doesn't have a shot. Like, <laughs> yeah, like Dejounte Murray's having a great season, right? You know, in San Antonio, I mean, triple doubles and like all stuff. He just doesn't have a shot. I'm, I haven't I'm even sorry. talked about like, Lillard because we're not talking about guards, but yeah, well, I mean, it's just the guards are just going to be locked in on the bench of. You know, it's Jaw, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. Like if if Luca and Steph and, are starting, Luke, yeah. So I mean, there's just. There's no way around that. Like those four are making it. So that's where we are. Let us know how far do you think KP should be in the K in the all-star conversation. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Thanks for making lockdown Mavs your first listen every single day. We will be back with you tomorrow to break down the Mavs Knicks game. I will also be on lockdown NBA with uh, big Dave. So, Go check out that show, but then also make your second listen today, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks for listening to Locked on Maps. Boom!